This is the Team Lotus Cares podcast. We connect with business owners and managers to protect your business from cyber attackers while providing business clarity empowered by technology. You can make technology for your business more productive, secure, and simple. Now, here is Maria and Curtis. Hello, Maria. Hello. How are you? Good, good. It's uh, episode one of... TLC Team Lotus Cares podcast. It's so new, I had to think for just a moment to remember what the name of it was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exciting, exciting um, being able to be a part of the community in the podcast world. Finally, I know we, we host and, and produce some podcasts for other folks, but it's finally time we do our own. We've talked about it and thought about it, and so here we are in episode one. And the main goal of this is to two-prong. It's to help companies protect themselves in what is becoming a scarier and scarier world when it comes to cybersecurity, cyber threats, and then also to increase productivity, how to leverage technology to make your business work better. Yes, yeah, so, so many um, owners and um, department heads are, it gets to be so confusing. So um, getting the information out there for those that can leverage um, some information and in, in getting their processes um, to work best for their organizations. So. so one of the things that you have to look through, and we're not 100% perfect at this, you know, I've, I've been in this for 20 some years, is seeing through the fads to get to real solutions that are going to stand the test of time. Uh, you know, I could tell you about the zip disks and the, you know, some of the crazy things that we've had to do in the past to make IT work. And then, then you know, they just kind of either the technology fell out of favor or it wasn't very good technology to begin well, with, such as the zip disk. Well, yeah, so, that's where the confusing we, part comes because things change. And so a, a lot of times where you may look at the solution and say, like, well, you know, the talk was that this was supposed to resolve my my problem, my challenge, and, and you know, make things work a little bit better or protect me, but things change. And so keeping your finger on, on what's going on today is also challenging. Yeah, and we do that a lot. I mean, we, we, we spend a considerable amount of time. I know me personally, I read a lot of publications, um, blogs, watch a lot of videos, but I tell you probably the biggest thing that both Marie and I both do is spend time talking to other people that do what we do. Uh, four times a year, we get together with other companies in in conferences, at least minimum, four times per year. Uh, Not to mention our weekly our weekly visits as well. <laughs> right? Yeah, we we actually spend time. Maria more so than I. Maria does spend time with other providers uh, that are working on issues, um, just like we are. You know, they face the same challenges we do. So. So the, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Even, even, um, you know, organizations that, um, may use some of the same tools that we currently have. We just recently, uh, a few months ago, um, had a, um, a, a huge attack, um, within even our industry. Um, we're fortunate enough that our solutions and our resources and the tools that we use were not affected because we, we actually, um, use different tools. Um, but that's the thing, sizing up the, the correct tools and what's going to be best for the industries that you serve, 
um, you know, is, you know, how do you do that? How do you um, size up and make sure that that solution um, fits best for your, um, for the companies that you serve and, you know, your partners? Um, that that's, is an interesting scenario. That attack you're talking about, the Kaseya attack, probably didn't, I, I, I don't believe got the press outside of our own industry as much as the Colonial Pipeline. That undoubtedly was the biggest. Absolutely. Yeah, huge ransomware attack. It affected, it hit people where they live in the fact that they couldn't buy gasoline, which is a huge, you just imagine not being able to buy gas. We, we live it here occasionally here when we get a close call or we do get a hurricane. But um, so the rest of the company, country got to experience that, at least the east, eastern half of the United States yeah, when the that, Colonial definitely. Pipeline was hit. Yeah, it affects your your day to day life. You know that that's definitely um, more noticeable than you know going to work and because um, you have to be at work in that environment. You know, um, whereas when you are going to the grocery store or taking your kids to school and not being able to get gas is definitely um, like you know it changes your day to day for sure. So a lot of people probably hear ransomware attack and they wonder what is a ransomware attack? And if you've never experienced one, you don't quite understand how it works. So what happens essentially is you come in, generally you come in to the office in the morning, you fire up your computer and your files look a little bit different. You'll notice the files on your desktop. Everybody usually keeps some, a couple word files and things like that on their desktop. You'll notice they look a little strange you open them up and they're just gibberish. And so besides, let's say you have a Word document that's called uh, today's agenda, doc, doc, docs X. So it's a Word doc. Just below that, beside it, will be another document. There'll be a text file with the same name, today's agenda. So when you open that text file, that's going to give you the very heart-wrenching news that you've been attacked by ransomware. What it's gonna say is, look, we've scrambled all of the files on your computer, probably all the computers in your office and your servers, and we now want you to pay a ransom for us to unlock your files. It is undoubtedly one of the worst feelings in business that, you know, between that and maybe somebody emptying your bank account, those are probably two of the worst feelings in in being a business owner. I'm sure, Marie, you can, maybe you can think of a third one, but I know those two are biggies. Well, yeah, and a lot of people think that, okay, you know, how that's kind of a, how am I a target for that? You know, I'm small, you know, it's like, well, sometimes it depends on, on the criminal, you know, that cyber criminal. And it's like, you know, maybe that the small company or that one or two person, you know, that's exactly what they need because that's an avenue for, um, you know, larger fish. Um, but definitely when you're, when you're trying to communicate and say maybe a salesperson in an organization and all of a sudden they don't have any emails, well, that's their bank account. That's how their pocket's being hit. Now you can't sell, but I have your all your clients and I can communicate them, you know, to them like I'm you. So isn't that scary? We just recently had a client where um, they had a similar scenario um, and we were able to resolve the issue. Um, and that's the thing, you know, as far as like, you know, when, you know, when it happens is, you know, because, you know, how often do you get in a car accident? Probably, you know, a lot of people have actually lived their lives without getting in a car accident. But um, 
most of us have experienced at least one car accident, fender bender or something to that nature. Um, you know, how fast can you bounce back from that? So sometimes it's pretty, it's, it could be on a smaller scale. So you think, um, but it's affecting a larger scale to somebody else that maybe you serve or you've been communicating with. Um, and that's the target. It's not necessarily you. Well, we, we call that security through obscurity. In other words, yeah. they won't find me. So they won't, well, they won't attack me. And, you know, it's interesting. And, and a lot of people probably don't realize this or think about it, but, th but these are crime syndicates. They actually belong to associations, believe it or not. Now, obviously, probably not the way we do, but they do associate with one another, communicate. And one of the communications that came out of the Colonial Pipeline and the JBS Meets attack, that was another one that happened just after that. And then all of a sudden you'll notice there were no more attacks. Well, did we get really good at preventing them? No. These criminals talked to each other and said, wait a minute, we're getting way too much attention. We don't want this much. We don't want our skill set to be on under the scrutiny of nations, you know, uh, the CIA and, and you know, those three-letter organizations. They would prefer to just deal with some local police or maybe a local FBI office. So they have made a pact among themselves to not do these big showy ransomware attacks, these big ones that do capture the media headlines. They're actually targeting small businesses now. Their, their idea is, uh, you know, to make it up in volume, essentially. Uh, just collect a lot of little money from a lot of little businesses instead under of the radar. That, right, exactly. Under the, they're trying to stay under the radar. That's exactly right. So there are a lot of things. We used to say there's a lot of things you can do. There's a lot of things you need to do to, to prevent this from attacking your business. Probably the biggest one is employee education is number one, getting people to not click links, which is typically where this starts. Well, it, and that's and that's it. It's like it, it's so innocent. Um, it looks exactly like what you typically do: getting into your Microsoft account, um, you know, your bank account, your Amazon, your Google Chrome. All you know, all these things look so you know as you're going through your you're starting your day or having to meet that deadline, and all of a sudden it looks so familiar. Or they just make it so enticing for, you know, really to open up whatever, you know, that link is. And that's it. And it, and it doesn't discriminate um, from your higher ups and your executives to, you know, your warehouse individual. It just it, it everyone is a target. And, you know, you mentioned that and that is so true. It is the it is the most difficult because their time is worth probably, you know, much we're worth much more than than other employees, but CEOs, C-level executives are so hard to get them to sit down and go through this training as well. But it's critical because a lot of times they have access to things that no one else in the company does, which makes them a sweet target by um, these attackers, these these uh, you know these crime syndicates. So it, it it you're right. It has to be from the bottom to the top of a company, and there's a lot of options. There's some really um, I, you know, I, I'm doing the air quotes, fun education out there. there we offer a program that's, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. It's, it's short little segments and it really keeps employees engaged and then test them as well. So that's not only, you know, 
education is part of it, but you also need to follow up on that education to make sure the employees are retaining the information that you're sharing with them. And, and so you know what you're doing is working. Yeah, and it, and it also gives them a, a live um, scenario. This is, you know, this is what you do every single day and all of a sudden it's in front of you. And, you know, and then, you know, if they fail, let's just say that that happens, um, you know, having that conversation and, you know, and, and having, you know, that meeting that's like, well, guess what? You thought that you were, you know, that you knew everything, but so, you know, this department and this is what happened. And, and so it kind of, it's very eye opening that is like, shoot. I fell for it, you know, um, and then and then now you see how it actually interacts and how actually what happens, you know, how easy it is. And I can admit that uh, it, I I fell for it once uh, years ago, back before Yahoo did. So we now know everybody, I think, probably at this words at this point's heard of Google AdWords. Of course, you can advertise on Google. It's those first three links that usually show up in your browser that say ad beside them. Well, but predating Google was a company called Overture that ultimately became uh, acquired by Yahoo. But I was with a company and we did advertising. I was in charge of it. And I one day clicked and somebody completely uh, redid our entire account and took over our advertising account, online advertising. Now this was 20 some years ago, but you know, this, what we call spear phishing, has been around a very long time and people have gotten extremely good at uh, targeting this and tricking people. It, it Sometimes I, even today, I have to pause for a second and say, wait a minute, this is not real. Um, but there are keys, clues you can find, and that's what we teach people. Look for those clues on what uh, what the what's gonna be in those emails that's gonna give them away. Right. So it, and it's, you know, everything is fast moving every, you know, the, the um, it's not as far as, you know, you know, somebody from Nigeria sending in looking for, you know, those are things you commonly known. And when they, yeah, the, when they actually, the Nigerian princes have all moved on. <laughs> yeah, there's still a couple, um, but it's interesting that um, now it's just, you know, you're, you're, Instacart or, you know, your grocery, you know, your normal um, shopping or, you know, um, I, I need to order my, um, you know, my trash keys from my company or something to that fact. And, and, and it gets you that way. It's like, here's an order that I need to fulfill, you know? And so, um, and it's, how do you, how do you actually know that that's, um, you know, a phishing email and um, who's going to help me identify that and say it oops happens, who's going to help me clean it up? You know, those are the things that um, we uh, we like doing. So absolutely. So we're going to dig more into ransomware and how to prevent it uh, as we go deeper into our podcast. Um, one of the, the other things that we're going to do in a future episode, it, this is a question we are getting all of the time is managing it's not even a question. So we get technical questions, but this is discussions that are coming up. And it's how to manage remote workers. And we're fortunate here at uh, Lotus because we actually have been distributed since 2012. Uh, most of our employees do work from home or they're in the field. So we we really don't see face each other face-to-face. -face. Now, virtually we do. That's one of the things that we do is, is our daily huddles and meetings. Um, but we have really gotten very, I think, good at managing 
employees by just doing a few key simple things and um and it's worked well for us now obviously we haven't always been good at it but we've gotten a lot better that's for sure and what kind of prompted this is you know not only these discussions but there is a website called overemployed.com it's popped up in a wall street journal article recently where six they interviewed six white collar remote workers who actually have multiple jobs which has got to be the biggest fear for somebody who's employing a remote worker that that the employee may actually have multiple jobs at the same time. Yeah, it's um, pretty interesting because in today's world, especially um, when the pandemic started and all of a sudden everybody's figured out that working remotely, um, I can achieve more. Um, so a lot of conversations, you know, when we're talking to our client or, or prospective client, you know, um, my productivity is down and, you know, how do I monitor this and what does that look like? Um, you know, when deadlines are not being met, um, the hours are not being put in, um, sluggish processes are practically coming to a screeching halt. Um, so it is, you know, there's some identifiers, you know, um, out there that um, can help you take a, you know, check the box and make sure that it's not happening or it is happening, whichever your objective is. And like I say, we're going to get into that in a future episode uh, here on the TLC Team Lotus Cares podcast. One other thing I want to bring up, and uh, this is something we're looking forward to in Mar not looking forward to, I should say, it's coming up in March of 2022 for the first time in 10 years, Microsoft is going to raise the price of Office 365. And then I had to think about it for 10 years, they've maintained the same pricing for Office 365. But again, prices will increase um, as you can imagine, they've waited 10 years to do it. So it is a pretty significant increase. Some of the uh, licenses are going to be going up by 20% next March. So we're trying to get people alerted to uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, but as more and more folks are relying on the cloud, these price increases uh, are real money. Right, right. So it's, you know, um, that's just it. We're being reliant on the cloud and uh, the offerings that actually um, have increased um, because of that what people are looking for. Absolutely. Well, this has been fun. I wanted to, um, you know, this is episode one. We've got a lot of great stuff lined up. You know, as we said, we're going to be talking about uh, dealing with remote workers. We're going to talk more about how to protect yourself from ransomware. Uh, we'll kind of keep you current on some of the local or current, you know, news, uh, current events as far as technology and how it affects your company, like the Office 365 price increase. And um, one other thing that we do, and it's really popular, people like our cybersecurity tips. Maria sends these out every Wednesday, and they're free to anybody. You don't have to be a client of Lotus. You don't even have to be in a business. Just have an email address. That's all you need to have. Maria, how do they sign up for the cybersecurity tips? You can actually go to our um, Lotus Management Services Facebook um, and also take a look at us on, in LinkedIn. Um, and you'll, you should be able to follow the link there and um, get cybersecurity tips um, to be signed up. So that's um, our form film is there. You can also go to lotusbusinesstech.com um, and also take a look at YouTube um, and find us there and sign up for your cybersecurity tips. We're all over the place. Yeah. I'll put a note. I'll put some uh, links in the uh, notes as well. 
uh, that you can see in your favorite podcast player. So you can look there as well. Well, Maria, it's been fun. We'll do this again uh, next week. And uh, appreciate uh, taking the time. And uh, this, is, uh, this has been a good episode one. Sounds great. Thanks, Curtis. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. By the way, you can uh, find us in any of your uh, favorite podcast apps. Uh, just look for Team Lotus Cares, and we appreciate you sharing the show with your friends as well. Thanks a lot. Till next week. Thank you for listening to the Team Lotus Cares podcast. This is a free service of Lotus Management Services, business clarity empowered by technology. Visit us on the web at lotusbusinesstech.com. The Team Lotus Cares podcast has been mixed and directed by Marcus Escott.